Ah, Mr. Pod, we've been expecting you. Uh, welcome, one and all, to Empire Sensational Super Soraway Skyfall Spoiler Special. I'm Chris Hewitt, and I'll be your tuxedo-wearing host. Not actually wearing tuxedo, wearing a t-shirt with Ingmar Bergman's name on it. Uh, for the next hour or so, as a team of carefully selected Empire operatives, double O's or otherwise, delve into the whys and wherefores of Sam Mendes' new Bond film. We'll also be joined by a special guest or two, all part of our ongoing celebrations of Jimmy Bond's 50th birthday. And those operatives are Dan Jolin, head of Schmersh, and our man on the set of Skyfall. I am the Skyfallogist. <laughs> Skyfallologist. 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 Yes. Uh, Ian Freer, chief of Spectre. Hello, Christopher. I'm putting down my Heineken now to get into this. Now. <laughs> I noticed by your Omega watch, it is now 10 to 5. Oh, yeah, the Audi's waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Phil DeShemlian, founder and treasurer, of subtitle. <laughs> How are you, Phil? Very well, Chris. Says the man who's wearing an Igmar Bergman t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I watched the uh, the dub versions. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he hasn't even seen an Igmar Bergman <laughs> film, have you? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Which one? <laughs> We'll cut that bit out. Uh, if you haven't listened to a spoiler special before, be it The Dark Knight Rises or The Avengers or The Amazing Spider-Man, it's really, really very simple. We discuss the film in minute detail. We give away everything. So don't listen to this unless you've seen Skyfall or if you're just really weird and spoilers get you off. Okay. In order to impose a semblance of order on proceedings by using the word order twice in one sentence, I'm going to split this up into sections for us to discuss. So let's start at the very beginning with the very beginning and the uh, pre-credit sequence which I thought, which I thought was uh, a wonderful reintroduction to Bond because he's been away for four years and it was a nice little, the very very opening shot of uh, Craig walking down the corridor I really really liked Ian yeah think? yeah, I did yeah and I thought it kind of it kicked off into its action sequence which was a really strong opening one of, one of the best ones you've seen probably not as good as uh, Casino Royale's opener but it's a really strong action sequence. When you say Casino Royale's opener, do you mean the uh, the parkour sequence? I do, yeah. Because that's post credits. Oh, that's that's the first action sequence in the movie. But the the Casino Royale it was so hell bent on the 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 tone and atmosphere and reintroducing the idea that he was killing people to get his double O status. I kind uh, of find it, it's a little bit yeah. cerebral, a little bit dull that opening. I, I I find with the bathroom fight. That's the black and white stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And Quantum of Solace has that uh, frankly dreadful car chase. As well, Dan. What did you think about this one? I thought it was actually, in terms of action, it was the highlight of the film, um, action-wise. Yeah. I, I actually didn't feel uh, that that it kind of peaked as high for for the rest of it, uh, especially so. especially especially when they got on the bikes and went over the roofs. Um, I like that bit especially, yeah. um, and and then once they're on the train as well, there was that. We saw it in the trailer mm-hmm. um, when with the little the little sort of little grace note. With the with the cuff check, yes, yeah, very choice, yeah, very. Uh, that was, uh, I think, Kim said a great thing in his in his review, which was it's almost as if um, everything that happened in Doctor No and Die Another Day has happened now to the Daniel Craig Bond since <laughs> Quantum of Solace, and so that, it's that, kind that of, means he's lost two women in his life, hasn't he? Two women have yeah. died on him yeah. <laughs> by that point. Uh, true, 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 but he's yeah. got over it now. He's got over it. But it's kind of like, almost like going, "All oh, right, here's Bond. He's 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 totally he's in his stride, and and he's he can handle these situations, and he's kind of he's got that cockiness and that confidence, mm. and that little moment kind of really sold that idea." Yeah, well, there are numerous references to Bond being an older gentleman and having time having passed. I'm not so sure. I see what Kim's driving at with that. That if you wanted to, you could say that this is you know, both prologue and coda. 
to yeah. the to the Craig Bonds. Um, but I would like now to see because the movie, as we know, ends at a very specific place and it ends at a very Doctor No referencing place and it kind of reboots the reboot. And I yeah. would actually almost like to see now this Craig tackle a Doctor No or tackle a Blofeld and uh, maybe re actually literally remake one of the one of the bonds where do we stand oh, I think that's where it's going isn't it yeah it would seem to be going that way yeah if, if, if you could and it would probably be one of the Conneries which one would you go for if, if Craig had a remake of Connery I, I mean I'd want to see what Blofeld would look like in this incarnation because you, you couldn't go down do the do Doctor it? Evil route you couldn't no. you couldn't do that no how do you do that that's, that's fascinating isn't it see what happens with that so long hair yeah Blonde, yeah, a feet, no pets. <laughs> no, wait no, a minute, no pets, <laughs> no pets. <laughs> he lives in an apartment in Walthamstow. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Precisely. Um, I, I will say one thing. I was disappointed about. This has been consistent all through the the Craig Bonds so far, and I think I said this in the podcast a few weeks ago. Is uh, I was desperate for this movie to open with the gun barrel sequence, and it doesn't. And I get the narrative reasons for doing that. Yeah, but I just feel fairly strongly let you get it, it at the zone. end you get it at the end and, and it, does, as I said, it not work for you no it doesn't work for me at all and I know there's narrative reasons for that, yeah. that at, this, at the end of this movie more than any other uh, Craig movie he is now the James Bond we know yeah. and love yeah. and maybe they'll start doing it from the next one onwards yeah they will but for me a Bond movie is like no other movie it has to start in that way it was the thing about never say never again was it it mm. didn't have the barrel and it didn't have the tune and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm alright in thinking Doctor No didn't either it kind of does. It, it doesn't have the tune as such, but it starts with a tune yeah. and it goes into something else. Mm. Yeah. What this all felt like to me was it, it's kind of a semi-reboot within a reboot, isn't it? Because we've had Casino Royale and then we had Quantum Solace, which most people didn't really like, enjoy. Mm. Uh, they talked very explicitly at the press conference launching this film about moving away from the quantum plotline. And so it is kind of a narrative reboot, but it also feels like a kind of, again, they've started the franchise over in a sense. And what Sam Mendes has done, it feels to me like one of those songs where it kind of, it strips everything away and then adds layers of instrumentation to it. Mm. And as the film goes from quite a sort of solid start it kind of adds the bits of bondiness. You know, you get the DB5 and you get the old Bond score. The stuff kicks in quite late. You don't see the villain for the first... I hour. think I looked at my watch, so it was about an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, so for me, it didn't feel weird to have the gun barrel at the end, in a way, because I feel like, especially when you got to that last... I know we're going to come on to it, but just to touch on that last cue transition and when he walks in, that felt the most like the old Connery, Roger Moore, Bond films, going to M's office, seeing Money Penny, all of that stuff. Mm. And then it really felt like... Yes, now we're ready to go for the next one. No, I get that. And and get I, and over it, Chris. No, as I said, I understand the narrative reasons for doing it. Um, but I just... I was I, I sitting in the cinema and I was so hyped. And I, uh, I said to some people beforehand, if it starts with a gun barrel sequence and the James Bond theme, hmm. I will lose my shit. And, well, that's why they didn't do it. You were slightly more graphic than that, if I recall correctly. I, I had a diagram, if, yes, I, if I remember yes. rightly. Um, but, and, and it didn't. And it just started like another film. And Quantum of Solace started like another film. And Casino Royale started like another film. And I know Casino Royale had that quite clever twist yeah. on the gun barrel sequence and that was okay but I don't think it should be something that we're rewarded with at the end of two hours or Quantum right. Solace however long it felt um, it should be something straight up front saying I'm James Bond I'm a James Bond film and no other uh, action franchise starts like this but Just, you, do, you do that with your title sequence don't you when you get you to, when you get to the title sequence and this one kind of weaves in narrative elements to it much stronger than some of the other ones it's done hasn't it it tells you mm. about yeah. dragons and Which, stuff yeah I mean yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the Bond. There are many things that go into the beginning of a Bond film that you don't get in other films. You know that extended action sequence, for one thing, and then this incredible Daniel Kleinman credit. See, I don't know how you guys felt about it compared to Casino Royale, which is another really, really good one that he did mm. recently. I think Quantum Solace is less so. I think Quantum Solace is actually a pretty decent one, but uh, I, I, I honestly really don't remember it in Quantum of Solace. Well, I saw it again recently because I uh, after I saw Casino Royale and I was so pumped, I you know having rediscovered my love of Bond, I put on Quantum of Solace immediately and <laughs> lasted ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted through the pre-credits bit and then the credits and then the opening oh. bit with Mr. White and I was just like, you know what, this is I could be watching a much more interesting Mr. White and put on a Breaking Bad episode, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty good it's you know lots of jazzy graphics and whatnot when you look at some of the uh, the Moore ones the Moore ones are terrible yeah apart from the you know it's just laid, basically naked ladies dancing around did I just say that out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just How naked ladies that was, but that was the, they, were, they were the best ones weren't they <laughs> I don't know I, as, 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 I suppose speaking as a child that was the closest I got to pornography <laughs> was with, with the Bond opening credits well that's the thing now with an, with an HD TV you can yeah. actually you know if you were so inclined you can you can see everything. Really? It's, it's a little. Really? It's, it's an Alan Partridge where you can nearly see something. Is that when he goes on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all but not quite. <laughs> but on a on a fifty inch screen, you, you kind of can. I think Partridge's yeah. eyes would. It's not the only thing that's fifty inch. <laughs> hey, what? what? What's the other? <laughs> and the, 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 the Adele song. The Adele song in situ worked well. I thought. I, yeah. You know, I. It's a proper it's, song. It's, Sorry, I don't. But it's lyrically, it's <laughs> nonsense. I mean, other they all up, yeah. but lyrically, if you if you try and follow the, the thread of it. I, well, don't, don't worry about it. If it's a proper number, it's not like the last yeah. two where it's like, you know, it all starts, always oh, the cool stuff's going on on the screen and then what's this dirge? Do you know what I mean? At least yeah. with this one. It's got a lovely it, piano it intro, that. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The piano intro, the belting female vocal, the strings, the orchestra. It's what you want from a Bond song. Not None of this what was the last one who were those people who were those horrible Weiss. people <laughs> spoiling my Bond song horrible people there'd be people here that would fight for, for Chris Cornell's song I, I, no, the, the I would get my hands dirty right Chris no Cornell. rock no yeah. rock in Bond no live and let die that's the exception that proves the rule you're an idiot um, how does an exception <laughs> prove a rule it's a very important philosophical question that okay. we can't go into now okay. this hasn't gone quite the way I was expecting I'll be no. honest but no, then do we catch him like he's on the beach isn't he where he's He's on yeah, the beach. He has his judicious use of Heineken in that moment, doesn't he? <laughs> I love that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the way that, you know, there's this controversy. Oh, Heineken. How can the, the hair Bond drinking Heineken when he's at an absolute low? When he's <laughs> yeah. screwed up and he doesn't get any worse, yeah. he resorts to Heineken. So and I kind of like that. that kind of, that it's that almost like a genius thing with the scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was really yeah. proper Bondian touch, that, isn't it? Yeah. No, really, really yeah, lovely. Really, really smart. But, um, yeah, it's either, it's either scorpion or Heineken. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I did like the reintroduction of exotic creatures, actually, into <laughs> into the. And I'm not just talking about Berenice Marlowe. Um, wow. I'm, uh, sorry, excuse me. Um, but yeah, the, the scorpion and, and and the komodo dragon. Komodo dri- I, I yes. just when I saw the komodo dragon when they first appeared. I was just like, if somebody doesn't fall down into that pit <laughs> right. by the end of this sequence, I'm yes. walking out. So I must have looked at my watch or something at that point because I didn't know there were Komodo dragons in that sequence, despite having uh, had Thomas Newman's Skyfall score on my iPhone for like a couple of days beforehand. And one of the tracks is the Komodo dragon. Um, I, ha- I yeah. hadn't realised there was a, yeah. an actual Komodo dragon until he fell in the pit. Yeah. And then it felt a bit I, like I was very happy because I got to tick off my live and let die checklist <laughs> things that I carry with me at all times and just to see that to see him jump above on the heads of the Komodo dragons was terrific yeah. it's like the dragon they didn't have in 
Doctor No, isn't it? Yes. It was by the dragon. The dragon. And the dragon, the dragon turns out to be like a vehicle. A flamethrower. A flamethrower vehicle. vehicle. Yeah. It moves really, really slowly across and the beach. And of course, Komodo dragons aren't absolute bastards. Yeah. They are absolutely not bastards. Yeah. They are. You ask Sharon Stone's ex-husband. Yeah. There you go. Cra- Craig's good. <laughs> Why? Craig's good in that stretch, I think. Yeah, but he didn't, like, he didn't kill him. And they're not renowned for attacking humans, unprovoked, are they? Well, no, because they tend to be kept in zoos where people can't, or, or <laughs> exotic gambling dens where people can't leap on them. But yeah, you're right, Craig. Craig yeah. sells all that stuff. I mean, I've read some people, and I've seen some people say he's he seems uncomfortable with the wisecracking, more Roger Moore aspects of, of Bond. There's a brilliant movie. Roger Moore moment in this film, isn't there? Yeah. When, when he gets on the tube, yeah. and there's a couple on the platform... Yes. Oh, they, yeah. They, yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? What was yeah. the line again? Oh, what God. was the line? What's you must be keen line? to get home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I thought there was a pigeon doing a double take <laughs> in that shot as well. Just after the health and safety <laughs> gag as well. Great was that, yeah. And, and no, he sort of kind of... It's it's a bit more sort of it's it's a few levels deeper than it is with 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 Sir Roger with his ones with yeah. the quips. Um, uh, maybe you know maybe it doesn't come quite as easily, but I think he he still sells it it's well. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's how they could have got the Heineken into it as well. If they hadn't done this route, the guy doing the crazy stunt, tourist standing there drinking Heineken, looks at the bottle. Oh yeah, <laughs> spills <laughs> it. Because it. <laughs> it's one thing the film does not shy away from, and it, it did it in a much classier uh, way, I thought, than Die Another Day with the 40th anniversary, with all those little nods yeah. to Bond's past. Yeah. And mm. chief, obviously, amongst those is the introduction of the, the DB5, the Aston Martin, yeah, the classic yeah. Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, but gets gags after it afterwards when they're sitting in the car and it's uncomfortable. Yes, I'm, I'm sure Aston Martin loved that bit. Where <laughs> well, is is one of the best gags when he uh, contemplates ejecting M for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for just a just a split second. I, I thought he was going to use the ejector seat at some point. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I thought, thought that was going to happen. One of Silver's yeah. goons was going to get it. Yeah. By uh, by he was going to eject the... someone up into the helicopter or something. You yeah. know, just do something. I like. like that. I really like that about the way that they did that because they they did. It could have just been a nod, a cursory thing, but they actually you know he got the machine guns out mm. it yeah. became a really important plot point and I thought that was great I was like does he not have the machine guns or the oil slick mm. or yeah. you know any of that stuff and, and they did and that was great I also, love, I also love the way that the, when they blew up the Aston Martin he, that was it. That was it. that was it for him. He said, "Look <laughs> yeah, on his face. Yeah. Right, that's it." And then he sort of goes, yeah. you know, goes goes ape. You can kill people. I've got a past and emotional attachment to. You yeah. may threaten my boss yeah. and you may threaten my country, but you do not mess with my car. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. It's the same thing with Batman, I guess, in the, in the Dark Knight. Um, but one of the things about the the Aston Martin I loved as well was just uh, again how much of a, a classy touch it was. You know, and unlike Dying of the Day, where Pierce Brosnan is faffing around in Q's lab and you see all these different you know <laughs> Rosa Klebb's shoe and yeah. different things like yeah. that just clumsy nods I thought but yeah. uh, this one had an uh, element of panache about it were there any, any others that I yeah I there's kind of there's been chase across the rooftops in Istanbul before in, in From Russia With Love mm-hmm. um the little exchange with uh, with Q where uh, he says makes the personal statement line and gives him the new Walter PPK well, that was a direct reference to Doctor No there's almost an identical scene mm. where the quartermaster yeah. wasn't Desmond Lewin and gave mm. Bond the uh, the new gun um, so so that was a little riff yeah and there's things of Bond um, uh, in front of Greystones which he did in Fiora's Eyes Only mm-hmm. uh, that's right yeah he did that and he's in front of his family's gravestone this time so yeah. they're, they're never heavy handed though she's quite nice isn't it? it's mm. nice, nice little 
little nods. What does Q say in that sequence when he gives him, and then he gives him that little tracking device and he says, we don't give out exploding pens anymore. Exploding fountain we? pens. Exploding yes. fountain pens anymore. Yes. It's very good. Somehow I imagine for the next one they may well, <laughs> they may well find themselves back in the uh, exploding pen business. Oh. Can I, I, I have to, I have to see what everyone thinks about it. So I've got a theory. Uh-huh. It's a crazy theory. I think, but I don't know. Is it? You're mad. Um, yes. Is that it? Um, no. When we get to, we're kind of skipping to the end of it. I don't know. You had a structure, Chris. Screw the I'm, structure. I'm going I'm to tread on your structure. Screw it. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's the structure. <laughs> it's gone. Um, you tread on my dreams down every day. Isn't sorry. It? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I try to. Um, but anyway, we get up to Skyfall Lodge, and then there's the, the, the big reveal. There's the guy, the old guy up there, right? Right, Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Yeah. As uh, as, as, as Nick said, groundskeeper Willie. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that part was written for Sean Connery. Well, that's not. Ooh. Yeah, that's not the first time I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Mainly I, from uh, you. Yeah, so I keep going on about it. But um, but yeah, no, I want to get this out there. Well, you were a Skyfallologist. Uh, yeah, I am the Skyfallologist. I, 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 my theory is that 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 they they at least considered that part. I could just imagine him going, you know, you jumped up, little shit, you know, and that being Connery saying that. It is the swearest Bond, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. First ever F bomb in a Bond. An really? MCC. Yeah, said by Judy wow. Dench. Yeah. What do you guys? Did you think it's feasible that they? You know, even that "Welcome to Scotland" line. You can imagine Connery saying that. Do you think it's feasible? Yeah, it's at any of step along. I mean, obviously, we, we at some point I will ask someone involved in this film whether or not that was ever a thought. But I haven't had the chance yet. So, what do we think? Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's possible. But I just thought Albert Finney gave it some real warmth, mm. and mm. It, you know, he gave it a sense of. of um, as Kim says in his review of Gravitas, I think he gives a, a little role and he makes something of it. I yeah, know. I really, really liked the final shootout uh, for many reasons. One of which was the fact that for the first time in Bond history, it's bad guys storming Bond's stronghold, which we've never yeah. really seen before. Yeah. Also, it kind of took it from me into Jack Reacher territory because you know Reacher does that quite a lot. Straw dogs as well. He fights off straw dogs. Yes, yeah, yeah that was a yeah. Problem. Yeah. Who knows? And outlaw yeah. Josie Wales. I thought it also had uh, had uh, echoes of. We uh, we also got to see um, M wielding a gun. Which was which was interesting. Albert Finney blowing people away with a shotgun, which is always fun. Yeah. But there was there was one point where the uh, house was being uh, attacked with machine gun fire, and Judy Dench and Albert Finney <laughs> basically just walk away from the bullets. Not in a very cool action movie way, but just because they can't walk any faster. I think basically how difficult is it to kill these people? They're old. They're in their seventies. For the love of God, Silva, sort it out. But I really really liked that that last sequence, and I thought it was, it was fantastic. I mean. One of the things about through the whole film is that the, the, the stakes are smaller this time. Yes, isn't it? It's usually about saving the world. Here, it's about saving Dame Judi Dench. Wait, it starts off as much bigger than that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but and that's, then they just, that's of, just the MacGuffin, though. I know, and they, they, just, dispense, uh, yeah. they dispense with the MacGuffin fairly perfunctorily. Yeah, if there's a complaint with the plot, they just that that's no longer mm. an issue. I, I, yeah. I, I did, and think if that is his plan to kill to kill uh, M, just kill it's her. a big. Uh, big, you know. He takes the around the, pa- around the house's <laughs> yeah. plan to kill them, yeah. isn't it? You know? he, yeah, he takes the, the the circle line when he or the district line when he could yes. have taken the. Uh, I yeah. call it the Joker strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. It is. <laughs> I mean, this movie has been compared. I don't. I can't remember what Kim does it in his review, but uh, you know, if Casino Royale was Bond begins, then this is the Dark Knight with Silver being the Joker. And uh, actually, there's lots of elements yeah. of the Dark Knight Rises as well. Yeah. You know. That, yeah, there that, are. That, yeah, because yeah. I'd say save his uh, fantastic opening scene where. 
he does the Omar Sharif walk from the back of the room to the front of the room yeah talking about what is he talking about the, 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 the two, two mice in the vat of cream rats and pineapples <laughs> rats pineapples and oil canisters uh, or yeah. that's a terrific scene and he's great at the rest of it I don't think he was a decent villain but I don't think he was that's his shining moment isn't it well that's yeah. interesting because I thought the film jumped up a notch when he came in largely because he's been built up quite a lot and maybe you're right maybe the, the actual revelation of Silver doesn't quite match the build up I mean Bernice Marlowe's Severine is basically quivering yes. with fear every time she mentions him <laughs> yes. do, you, have you, do you know fear yes. and Bond goes well, no I you'd don't. be fearful if you were going to get shot with whiskey on your head by antique pistols it's <laughs> <laughs> true, true but at this point she's no idea that's going to happen and he just walks into the room and you kind of get the feeling is he taking the piss yeah. slightly Presum- it's a really bold interesting yeah, noise yeah, yeah yeah presumably when he goes to bed he takes his sort of mouth out maybe that's the fear element <laughs> I mean there is that double reveal you yeah. the first one and then and then and they yeah. capture him it's all part of the plan again Can you know you? where M lives she's got a house go around there kill her <laughs> don't worry about any of this stuff oh we've captured you fallen into well, Bond can get into her house at, Bond at will and, seemingly well, exactly. yeah. so anyway that's by the by but then they capture him they put him in the Hannibal Lecter cage case and yeah. he does that thing and the amazing and his face sort of implodes and it's quite that's that for me is the he's the villain beneath the villain kind of thing so so mm. that's where the evil menace yeah. came yes. I think there's been a lot um, of talk about whether uh, Silva is the first openly gay Bond villain um, oh, well, but I don't think personally I don't think he is he's just, he's just messing, messing with, Bond. with him yeah. he's just, just playing up to you know Bond has a reputation and he's mm-hmm. just messing with that reputation trying Absolutely. to wrong foot him yeah. that hence the whole line where Bond goes how do you, why do you think it's the first time you know he's unflappable in that situation or maybe he's done it before well, you know, since the first one, Quantum of Solace, you know, didn't For, didn't get together with the Bond girl in this one. You know, there's, in this there's, one, there's, there's there's a quick shower scene. There's a quick shower scene with Severine. I mean, it, uh, yeah, yeah he know. sleeps with Money Penny as well, right? Uh, yeah. Does he? I don't no, know. If he does. We don't see that. I, don't that would, if you're setting her up as Money Penny, you can't have him shag her in this film. I don't think film. he does. He does. I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think he does. Of course he does. No, I, don't think but he I does. thought the, the treatment of Severine was a complete shock to me. Who, who, yeah, that who, was. Who guessed that? Yeah. Who, who saw that coming? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so rare in a Bond film. Yeah. Uh, for surprises to actually be surprises. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of talk before this movie came out when people were first cast. Whenever Naomi uh, Harris was first cast, it was like she's Money Penny. <laughs> and when Ray Fiennes was cast, oh, he's a new M. And you know, all these leaks came out, and, yeah. and Eon were going, no, they, no, no, no. Or they were just very listen. good guesses. <laughs> well, you no, know, I suspect that someone had been, you know, been leaking. There's a mole inside MI6, and Eon were going, no, don't listen to that. That's not true. But of course, it is true. Naomi Harris actually said to me no I'm not money I'm not money penny it's not money penny right the same way Michael Bay once said to me yeah. Megatron's not in Transformers 2 I also thought it was a bit of a hand let fist, it go it Chris. was a hand fisted reveal when they decided to reveal when she she talks about she is money penny yeah. like that exchange is a bit, it's a bit yeah cool. a little bit yeah but I guess it's, it's such a nice introduced. idea though. It's, it's what you want and it's such a nice idea that you forgive it but mm. it's a bit hand fisted and it? Q as well I was amazed when they really then announced that Ben Wishaw was going to play Q. I was like, we, we knew that six months ago. Mm. But obviously we, we didn't because they hadn't. They hadn't officially anyone, announced it. But we knew somehow. Yeah, his, his, his agent basically told the BBC mm. and Aeon hadn't, hadn't, didn't want to officially announce it by that time. But none of that kind detracted of, you know, from the film, did well, it? Really? No, well, no. I mean, you know, certainly not with Q because you're just introducing him as Q. There's no kind of, whereas with Eve... You know, she's introduced as Eve, and but I kind of I liked the way it was almost like the Money Penny origin story. 
Okay, money. Why? Begins. Yeah. Oh. Why is she? You know, what? What? You, they, you always got the sense that they had a relationship in the films, at least. You always got the sense that they they had a relationship that was based on something that you were never told. And what was the source of that frisson between them? And um, and why? You know, uh, why is she? She seems so smart. And she, you know, she, you have this little sort of one up men or one up man and womanship between them. And she always, you know, in a lot of situations, gets the better of Bond and. Where has that come from? And she seems to have a kind of a certain poise to her mm. that would come from someone who was once a field agent. But I also really like the fact that they put in the fact that she shot him. <laughs> That's a bit of backstory, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. She didn't shoot him. Up. I, I, perhaps you guys can tell me this. Where did she shoot him exactly? Because he had the the uh, the wound from uh, all the rapace. Uh, he, he gets shot in that sequence where you see, and he's in, he's in the yep. cabin at the very beginning. And he gets shot with the uh, handily irradiated <laughs> bullets that they can trace very easily on on Google <laughs> or something. Um, but uh, which I quite liked as well mm. because it's one of the first times we were ever see Bond really getting shot and actually feeling the influences. But where does she shoot him? Because he falls about three hundred feet into the water and doesn't die, and he doesn't seem to have any bullet holes or anything. Was it just tis, a, tis but a scratch? Mm. It's a flesh wound. Mm. Simple as that. Um, no, I, th- I guess I don't know. In the head, really. <laughs> she shot yeah. him in the head, back into the left. Um, he gets better during the um, during the credit sequence. He gets, he gets just floating in the water. And he gets better, and, he gets better. and then he's on the beach drinking Heineken. <laughs> he dives into Heineken, and there's Jason Bourne walking just down the other beach, <laughs> not drinking Heineken. Um, I know Helen's not here. Uh, Helen, if Helen were here, uh, she always feels a bond is slightly sexist, and uh, I guess we have to do a nod to that um, with the treatment of Severine. Mm. And also the idea that uh, <laughs> Eve at the end, she's not she's not happy. She's no she's no use out in the field. She just shoots people in the field. Yeah, she can't shoot straight. No, get her behind a desk. <laughs> That's what I think. Actually, woman. the Severine thing was was very it very made me really reminded me of you know the sort of Connery Thunderball kind of treatment of yeah. of, of of the of the women from the dark you know on the dark side of of, of things. Uh, you know, there's that bit where he kind of clocks her as as having been a sex slave as a child. You know, since the age of twelve, she's been forced to have sex with people, and then Silver's like keeping her as a sex pet. And then what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Does her in the shower straight off, and then you know, and then and then it calls her a waste of good scotch when she's killed. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. It's a little harsh, but at the same time, you know, mm. that's the way Connery played it, and 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 people seem to relish that Absolutely. in a weird way. And of course, that's a masking device. He he did. There was a connection. He he does feel something. It's not just a waste of good scotch. You know, you broke the glass as well. True. Um, so what what do we feel about some of the other new characters? We talked a bit about Eve. We talked about Q a little bit. Um, Severine, obviously, big surprise. Yeah. I thought I, I thought it was for really really nice nice moment actually. Yeah, as, as dark as it is. Yeah, yeah, it was. I also thought Ray Fiennes gave it something uh, in in terms of Mallory, kind of this kind of ambiguous character who you're not sure which way he's going for an hour or so, and he turned out to be good in the end, and that you know. Yeah, with that throwaway uh, reference to his time in Northern Ireland, so it's like so so mm. when he picks up a gun later on. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, yeah. he's been in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, everyone in Northern Ireland can, can handle a gun. That's true, isn't it? Racists, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. As as Kim pointed out to me, it kind of it does continue a tradition of um of uh, people from the Avengers joining James Bond casts. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, so you've got Diana Rigg and Pat, Patrick McNee was in. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Avengers <laughs> Assemble for a second yeah. there. I was like clocking in my head. I was thinking Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, no, he's not a chance. No, what the hell is no. he talking about? On a Blackman, Diana yeah, Rigg and John Patrick McNee. I feel you. Now. Yeah. So now we need uh, Uma Thurman, and yes. of course, and of course, it went the other way, didn't it? With Sean Connery, yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
It's just two-way street, that, isn't it? Yeah. What about the, the final reveals? We talked a bit about Money Penny at the end. And where can that role go, really? Because Naomi Harris is such a good actress. I yeah. don't want to see her just being reduced at Lois Maxwell. That kind of Samantha of, Bond of yeah, yeah, being a bit more feisty than Lois Maxwell, but not that much more feisty yeah. than Lois. And Maxwell. not involved in the plot in any way, shape, or form. No, I'd like to see. So we're, we're and with Ben Wisher as well, you want you yeah. hope that they find things for him to do, and mm. uh, even if it was largely just you know plugging into things <laughs> at the end. Um, but yeah, would you like to see Naomi Harris give him more to do, and you'd like to see Money Penny getting out in the field again, or would you just start shooting the pawn? <laughs> No. No? No. You want to see her behind the desk? Yeah. No, no. But I mean, the thing is, you've kind of, you've established her story in a way. Uh, now it's kind of just, it's like little echoes going on through future Bond films, you would imagine, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, it seems kind of wrong, in a story-wise, it seems wrong to have a go, then have an excuse to get back out in the field when she's made this big decision to not be in the field anymore. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think story-wise, character-wise, the way they've set it up, it would seem a little odd. I agree. I agree. But, but I mean, you know, Q uh, throughout the Bond series has been seen not just sure, yeah. inside Q branch. He's been outside. He's met yeah. Bond in the field and helped him with things, you know, yeah. out there. So, you know, that kind of makes sense okay. story-wise to me. Do you think Basildon Bond will ever make her a, a return? Ross Abbott's Basildon Bond with, uh, what was his secretary's name? Funny Fanny? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's yeah. Russ, uh, who, who is the new Russ Abbott? What's is Russ it, Abbott doing? I don't know. Harry Hill, I guess, is the new Russ Abbott, isn't he? He's never done a Bond parody. He should do. Yeah, he looks good in the suit. Funny, funny. That's a that's yeah. a good name. Um, You're so, actually writing that down, Chris. I am writing down Basil right. and Bond. I'm not writing down Funny, <laughs> funny. I've, I, even I have limits. Um, so we, we liked we liked the idea of um, of Ray Fiennes being the uh, the new M. Then we like him moving on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I did. I thought he was. I thought he was. I agree with you. And I thought he was really added something to a role that could have offered not very much. And uh, mentioned it before, but that final moment where he takes the desk and asks Bond if he's ready for duty. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And they seem to have a little kind of rapport already. The two of them yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, I think M was such a great bit of casting, Judy Dench. And I'll definitely miss her. Yeah, because yeah, free cheers for Judy Dench. Yeah. She does great. I mean, yeah, absolutely. As a swan song, it was phenomenal. When Bond returns, and instead of like, oh, thank God you're alive, she didn't have any idea he was alive. Her first line is, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> you big bastard. <laughs> and how did you get in my house? Um, and that's great. And that she was just, you know, prickly yeah. and, and cool. And they had this kind of, and it, and it develops much more in this film than the previous, the previous ones, but they have yeah. this, re, he has this real affection for her. Yeah. And, and I think Daniel Craig plays that, plays that very, very well as well. This is the most she's had to do in a Bond film since probably the world is not enough. Fair mm. to say when she was yeah. captured and yeah. had to free herself using MacGyver-like skills, uh, which is probably what M stands for. Um, but <laughs> it stands for Mallory. Well, now it does. No. Yeah. But do you know what her name was? What, no, what that's, her name no, actually what, is. What, Barbara Maudsley. Barbara so M stands Maudsley. for Maudsley. How did you know that, Skyfallologist? <laughs> uh, research, Chris. On the internet? Yes. Did Q help you out? Yes. Okay. I can't remember. Actually, it came up. I think it came up. That was possibly what she was credited as in Goldeneye, which was, of course, her first appearance. I think she's always been credited as M, but, okay, um, but that's, I'm that's pretty sure that's, that's, that's her name. But, of course, hey, if I'm wrong, you know, write in. Yes. <laughs> Let oh. us know. Oh, they will. <laughs> they will. We've been talking about other stuff for a little while now. Can we go back to Heineken? Because I'm <laughs> Do curious. you want some Heineken? Are you, thinking, are you, just, I have are you just watching the clock? I, I want have some Heineken. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Who, who spotted more than three 
Heineken placements in this film. I wasn't looking, I'll be honest. No, I saw three. I saw one. No, two. I saw two. I'd like to say I don't want to dwell on this, but I clearly do. And the first one at the beginning we talked about, there's one on the plane, or he goes to the bar, rather, and there's a big fridge full of them behind him. Uh, I didn't see those. I didn't see those. And the, the, the one that really got me, where it got a bit silly, is when Q is plotting that route to, to send silver up to Scotland yes. on the map and, and the bloke next to him in the office in working hours yeah. no but they were outside of working hours by then well they're in the it's office it's like the Empire office we're on press everyone's a bit tired oh it's all gone wrong someone's kidnapped Mark and they're going up to Scotland with him let's Please get, let's get some beers out <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, That's always it. having a lager. I just, I don't know. I just think. What would have been weird? If what's it, the world coming to? If Q had plotted uh, Bond's route to Skyfall on the map and it had gone past all the Heineken breweries, <laughs> and, and then you just go here, uh, Bond, and <laughs> have a few bevies, and then go on to Skyfall. It's my worst uh, Ben Whishaw, but <laughs> was that supposed to be Ben Whishaw? Yeah. No, it's meant to be Boffin. Or if you've been using Apple Map. As, uh, as, as the clock is running down, I want to talk about my man of the match. Who I think is Roger Deakins, mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, it was shooting on digital these days and it just looked like film it looked gorgeous yeah didn't it best looking Bond film beautiful uh, yeah. by a mile yeah I yeah. would say you what know. was your favourite shot Sh- Shanghai was amazing yeah but there's a shot there's a kind of a uh, a shot of him running along in Scotland at the end in dark and he's lighting up the sky in orange and it just looks beautiful mm. absolutely beautiful like Jarhead some of those yeah. Yeah, sequences yeah um, Phenomenal! I thought the bit in Shanghai was just breathtaking. I, you don't come out of a film, think a Bond film, usually thinking I talking think, about the visuals. Yeah, yeah. You usually do in the sixties. That's a genius of it. When you, it's, it's a bit like going to watch You Only Live Twice back in the day. It's having that sense that it can still amaze you, and that, that foreign places can look yeah. amazing and exotic, and and you mm. can absolutely all shot in Pinewood. All those scenes shot in Pinewood, yeah. all, all on set. It's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really. The, yeah. All the stuff with uh, all the rapace and the fight and the lifts yep. and all yep. of it. Yep. Wow. Yep. The um, Dan, you've ruined it. There might have been. There yeah. might have yeah. been. To be fair, there was obviously there was obviously yeah. obviously yeah. second yeah. unit stuff yeah. going on there. Yeah. But all the key scenes because the, the, the arrival at the arrival at the casino. Yeah. I uh, love that that he turns up on a tourist boat on his own, didn't he? <laughs> that kind of totally. Yeah. But that was symbolic. That was all symbolic. Yeah. It's like what? the river sticks and the Sharon was bringing him back from the dead, you know, and all that. It's good great. stuff. The um, <laughs> the Shanghai skyscraper fight with the mirrors and the reflections. The mirrors seem to be a recurring Little motif. Man with a golden gun. Very man with a golden gun, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, okay, well. Mixed with Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I like the giant jellyfish, more of that. It's exotic creatures. Again, there you go. Like jellyfish, giant yeah. jellyfish. Yeah, maybe that's, that's the villain in the next film. I like the fact one of the very first shots they, they released from the film was uh, Craig standing on the building mm-hmm. which is the end of the film <laughs> yes that was our that was yeah, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Opener, the first yeah. feature yes. <laughs> yeah. it's always nice to have to see in the film they that's the, the Department of Energy isn't it in Whitehall yeah is it yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a friend who works in that building he works in that yeah. building and he he, uh, he wanted the picture to put up on the office wall oh really because yeah. it's their roof because that stuff that was the, uh, the stuff they shot in the day that they made the big press conference announcement to the world that mm. you know it was going to be called Skyfall you know when they, again one of the worst kept secrets <laughs> yes. in the movie industry and then they, they went off and, and merrily shot shot around yeah. um, I, mm. I know we, we've done it for a lot of time I just want to go back to a, a couple of very very quick things the idea that Bond in this movie is broken at least for the first half or so he's yeah. broken from his fall he's broken from mm-hmm. the, the treatment he's had the bullet in the shoulder the bullet wherever else like the uh, Donut Rises Money Penny heads him <laughs> uh, he's dishevelled he's, he's unshaven drinking 
Do you like that? I, I, it never paid off in the second half, it didn't yeah. seem to me. He's kind of, he's a wonky shot. He, he's got the bad scores and all his tests. And then in the final scene, you know, he's shooting the, on outside, he's shooting perfect target practice, isn't it? Yeah. There's never a moment within the, the fight where it all comes together for him. And you have this kind of dramatic moment where he's pulled himself together and it's all brilliant. That never happened. Mm. So I thought, there's, and there's a lot of talk about how old he is. And if he signed on for how many more films? Yeah. <laughs> Three or four more <laughs> two, films? Two, two more films, Two yeah. more films after this. That's yeah, by the time he finishes, that. he'll be as old as Roger Moore was when he started. <laughs> yeah, he's not that old. I mean, oh, he's, he's 43. Yeah. He's 43, yeah. yeah. Moore so, was 46 when he started. So two more. If they get up to a regular production schedule on this, there should be another one in 2014. Yeah, yeah. Die. that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be, be fine. Yeah, that'll be, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. it, it, it set up something that didn't quite it didn't finish. You forgot about it. Suddenly, yeah. I'm magically good again. At, yeah. least, at least they stuck with it for longer than they did in Die Another Day. Where he yes. turns up, he's got a beard, have a shave, he's back yeah. to normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craig is better with a beard than Brosnan's better with a beard. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. But actually, it's kind of is, I, I keep joking about it, it's like the, the, with the Dark Knight Rises setting up that, that, that Bruce Wayne is, you know, out of shape. And then he just has that kind of little leather strap thing that he puts around his leg. <laughs> And then it's like, right, Batman again, off we go. Yeah, he has, in uh, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, he has a bit of his back literally hanging out of his skin. And then Tom Conti just punches it. Maybe there's a deleted scene in Skyfall where Tom, Tom Conti punches, punches. <laughs> <laughs> punches Daniel Craig. Well, yes, we call it the Conti treatment. <laughs> the Conti treatment. Conti, yes. The Conti treatment. Let's just make sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and I want to talk again about, uh, about Judy Dench as M because it's been pointed out before that there, there really isn't a Bond girl in this movie. Not in the traditional yeah, sense. That I, she's I, the Bond. Yeah, I think it does miss an Ava Green. I really do. I thought that was kind of its biggest problem in a way. I think she sets a new benchmark for Bond girls. Oh, actually, yeah, come on! <laughs> How did that tumbleweed get in here? Amazing. What Amazing. do you think, Phil? Did you miss? A, did you miss a, a traditional Bond girl? I love a traditional Bond girl, Ian. <laughs> I have to say, Bernice no, Marlowe looked honest, amazing, I, didn't she? I, Yoni Smiler. Yeah, she was amazing. Absolutely. She was spectacular. Drop dead. Gorgeous. And yes. she did. Um, uh, I don't know what you mean, but I, I just think this ripped along, and the next one can maybe develop that more. Casino Royale still lingers, the whole Evergreen spe- Spectre. Yeah. And, and whoever, I think it was Dan was saying earlier, that he had those psychic wounds in his performance, I thought, and in the early parts. He felt this was the guy that went through all of that. And maybe he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to commit. Right. But maybe in the next film he'll go online. He's got Q. Exactly. Guardian Soulmates. Exactly. <laughs> Match.com. Match.com. Who's going to write his My Single yes. Friend profile? <laughs> no one's left. There's other, nobody's yeah. left. Other dating sites are available. <laughs> yes, we Empire doesn't, doesn't, doesn't endorse or promote any of the following sites. <laughs> but do drink Heineken. <laughs> Yes, while wearing the Mega Watch. Does if he still wear the Mega Watch? Or does he, I what's know. driving an Audi? No! <laughs> no, driving Aston Martins, he says. What was the other car he drove? Was it? Oh, no, the VW Beatles. Uh-huh. Yeah. When did he drive that? Um, no, he, no, he didn't drive He, he smashed them up. Over, doesn't he? On oh, okay. the, on the they had to get a oh, mention, though. Right, they yeah, actually, yeah. they were written into the script. The that's mentioned. a strange one for me. It's like, yes, we will pay you XX uh, to have our product featured in your film, and you're going to yeah. trash it. That's a, that's a strange oh, they one. They love it, don't they? Yeah. And it was follow that Audi, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Absolutely that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually that was quite interesting that whole that whole sequence to have Bond you know with the earpiece and it all being coordinated from the the office we've seen that before with a Bond movie I, I, it struck me as a new thing well the, at the very beginning the very beginning you know they're all they're yeah. all hipped well, up and they're all talking and, there are and, elements and, and obviously Casino Royale when he's 
he's got the yes poison in, in, in his yeah, body yes, and yes. they're talking to him but it, again that sets up M as very very integral to the to the plot in this movie and mm-hmm. I, I really like the, the relationship between mm-hmm. the two of them thought I thought it, it sent, set a new benchmark for the uh, relationship that M must have with her <laughs> That's brilliant, Dan. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing about it: did um, did the Judy Dench um, have to die? Could she not have just have retired, gone off gracefully? Could he, uh, but not that was Mallory's plan all along. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but you are kind of wasting dramatic meat, aren't you? If he just retires, but doesn't it make Bond seem a little bit feeble? Because the whole idea about going up the Skyfall, the end of the movie, his whole plan to go off the grid is to go up there so he can protect M, and ultimately he fails at the one thing he sets out to do. Right. So doesn't that make so him... He's going to be taken to a restaurant and fired, <laughs> Well, both he and Mallory seem to have absolutely no repercussions from this yeah, whatsoever. That blood, Mallory their, get... that blood on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting promoted. <laughs> Mallory gets promoted, he gets a bulldog, giant dog, and... Uh... <laughs> What's happened to the file all... with all the secret agents? Money Penny. <laughs> no one cares about e- that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And Money Penny as well. She shot another agent, and, you know... Yes, <laughs> they fell up with doing this organisation. <laughs> <laughs> they Peter Principal their way to the middle. That's <laughs> and they're drinking at work. And they're drinking at work. It's disgraceful. How none of us not how, good. How are we not all just dead? If this is like this is realistic documentary about the British Secret Service, I'm presuming. I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Based um, on based on no evidence whatsoever of the workings of the British Secret Service. <laughs> um, although of course we know Phil, you know, is actually secretly. Yes, As- I think we would always say that. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last thing, very, very last thing, is about Silver's plan. We've we've alluded to it. Oh yeah. About yeah. the idea that this is a, a Joker esque grand master plan that is one of those grand master plans of movies that doesn't actually have to make any sense because the whole oh uh, I want to be caught idea and then we never see him escaping and the mm. idea that this plan is so meticulous has been set in place for years so he knows every single move that MI6 are going to do. Do we do we bad? Do we care about that sort of thing? You get swept along. I mean, it's like that. You know, if you if you go back to the Dark Knight, it's it's. Does 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 he have a plan? Does he not have a plan? Is it a plan? Is is he improvising? What's going on? And uh, you know, but uh, you worry about that on the second or third viewing. Really, I I I just got swept up in this film and enjoyed it along the way. Um, my only kind of disappointment with Silver's plan was I was absolutely convinced because of the the title of the film. That it was all connected to, like the, like the island that he's on, where she says mm. it's amazing what you can do with one computer, and he makes everyone think there was a chemical leak, and they they abandon the island. And I thought that was going to be writ large or larger on the world that he was going to unleash some kind of mass worldwide chaos, or at least that was his plan, and he never was. And 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 all this business was just to get M. So I thought that was a bit of a disappointment. I would have liked to have seen something like that. But hey, that's probably just me. Imposing my own expectations. I feel if you pick the threads of this too much, it, it does unravel a little bit hmm. because of what we've talked about previously in this. That it, it just, you know, it doesn't really make a great deal of sense that he's got this incredibly convoluted st- stratagem involving hmm. blowing bits of the underground up and p- piling tube trains through on the off chance that. I mean, it just doesn't. And but Bond films often don't. You know, a lot of those old Spectre villains they wanted Russia and America to nuke each other. Into the, into the next sort of ice age stone age so you know you can't look at it too closely I don't think you've just got to go with it no, no Bond villain plot has ever made sense so it, it, it follows along the ground tradition um, except for your, for your eyes only which has the best the, the, yeah 
the, <laughs> the dullest I think is probably what we were driving at there but otherwise we, I think we all we all love to film and we'd love to see this carry on in the same thing and, and also let's yeah. not forget that sorry to interrupt Quantum of Solace and Scott and Casino Royale we don't really know what the plan is we never really sort of figured it out did we just certainly there is a shady organisation doing stuff that would involve really watching Quantum of Solace and I'm not prepared to do that <laughs> not at this juncture anyway uh, and that is it for our Skyfall uh, spoiler podcast special uh, if you have any other questions relating to the movie please send them in we'll do our best to answer them on a future podcast until then it is time to say goodbye to Dan who's got to run I have yes but thank you Chris I've really enjoyed it thanks you've set a benchmark for this podcast uh, Ian <laughs> <laughs> thank you Chris thank you Ian and Phil Dench isn't Dench that slang <laughs> for like good is that right yes, yes. well Dench which is okay. ironic this that podcast was, was well Dench alright happy happy Heineken everyone and I'm off to have a go on little Nelly see you next time